0: I had the opportunity, uh, you know, um, and and I want to say, you know, know, thank you to the congregation because y'all allowed me to grow that beard for five months. I do want you to know that, uh, you know, um, bright and early Saturday morning, I had an appointment uh, for my hair to get cut and the beard to be shaved, and she shaved over four inches off. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I, I do feel like a new man, uh, you know, I am liberated and free, uh, you know, but whenever we were going through this week, I, I got this understanding and this feeling that us as adults, we make our relationship with God too complicated So I kept saying that, uh, you know, today I'm going to bring about an adult version of what the kids or the children went through this week, Uh, you know, but we need to go back to simplicity. Uh, You know, whenever we look into Scripture and we look at our lives and, uh, you know, we take this and we had this little, uh, you know, cheetah or whatever, this this one right over here, uh, you know. This one here, you know, dealt with loneliness. How many of you have ever felt lonely in the midst of a crowd? Uh, you know, we looked at that and we talked and the lesson went, you know, took us into Luke chapter 15. And in Luke chapter 15, we have the parable of the lost sheep. And a lot of times we look at this parable with the lost sheep and we're thinking about the master or we're thinking about the man, the shepherd that went out and searched for that lost sheep. I I want us to look at this. What caused the sheep to be lost? Whenever the shepherd took it out to the green pastures to eat, did it get lazy and lay down in the green grass, and all the rest of them left him. And he woke up from his nap, and he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm lost." Or was it by the wandering brook where he bent down to get him a sip of water, and uh, you know he looks up from his long sip of uh, you know of wonderful water, and they're gone. What caused the lostness, uh, you know, of this sheep? Uh, Could it be that the sheep just simply decided one day that, hey, that looks pretty good over there, so I'm going to wander on over here, and I'm going to do what I want to do right over here for a little bit. And he turns back, and the rest of the flock is gone. The wandering... That's lost. But once it realized that it was lost, what happened? What would happen in your life if you found that you were lost? Panic would set in for just a moment. And then just like Jim, whenever he caught his pants on fire this week, He's running around and screaming, and he he remembers. He's like, oh, wait a minute. I know what to do. Stop, drop, and roll. We do that. We're lost. We're out there in the wilderness. Panic sets in. We're just wandering around. We're like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden, we're like, wait a minute. Moss grows on the north side of the trees. The sun sets in the west and we begin to look at these things and we begin to search out and say, okay, so if the sun was to my back whenever I was walking into the woods, then the sun needs to be at my back whenever I'm walking out of the woods because it's setting. Remember, it's not in the same place that it was, it's moved. So we turn and we begin to go this way, but we begin to look and we begin to think, how can I take care of this? Now that I know that I'm lost, what is there for me to do to become unlost? Have you ever done that? How many of you have ever been part of the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts and they took you out camping? Did they give you instructions on what to do when you got lost? What was the instructions for you to do when you got lost? Stay where you are. Someone will come. Stay where you are. Stay where you're supposed to be. And we find that Jesus, the Master, the shepherd comes to the loss, comes to the one that is lonely. He comes and he meets them right there where they are. He doesn't require them to go and get a bath, he doesn't require them to go shave or get a haircut, he doesn't require them to change the clothes that they wear or the look on their face, or any of that. He just simply says, I'm here. But then it comes to this unique and this special thing that we get. And as you can tell, I'm not going along with any of those things. I I have dove into this book, and I just, you know, I love this. Uh, You know, uh, By the way, I gave you all the wrong title last week. Uh, It's the rabbi's heartbeat, not the heartbeat of the rabbi. So if you want it, it's the heartbeat of the rabbi. And in here it takes us to a particular passage of Scripture, you know, and it says that it's Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. All I want to do, or all I want, all I want to know, is Christ and the power of the resurrection. Scripture tells us that there's two types of people. There's either people that believe in Jesus Christ and the resurrection, or there's people that do not believe in Jesus Christ and the resurrection. If you believe in Jesus Christ and the resurrection, you believe in the Jesus Christ that walked on water. You believe in the Jesus Christ that fed the 5,000 with just a little bit of food. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in the Holy Spirit because Scripture tells us that He is the Holy Spirit. And it also tells us that wherever the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom and whenever we have freedom we have freedom from the things of this world that binds us to this world the things that makes us lonely because we're not with our master The things that makes us worry because we're no longer trusting in Him, but we're trusting in the things that we do. It's that we don't worry about the struggles that we face because we face them with the One that has created all things, the One that sustains all things. He is the One that is living within us, and through that power that He gives us, we then can do the things that we struggle with. Or we cannot do the things that we struggle with. We, as people and as believers, we need to understand and to believe in the present resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ rose from the grave. Over 2,000 years ago, if we're looking at time as far as before Christ and after Christ, uh, you know, we look at this, and it's been 2,019 years since the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But He is still resurrected. He didn't go back into the grave. He is still alive within us And because he rose from the grave and he lives within us, we have power over death, right? We have victory over all the things of this earth. Wow, I think we're still missing it this morning. Man, Hebrews chapter 4 beginning with verse 9. And I have been mulling this over and over and over all week long. or Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9, and I'll read verses 9 and 10. It says, There is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest has rest from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So I want us to grab a hold of this and I want us to understand this in this simplicity that we believe in Jesus Christ, the resurrection. Whenever we believe in Jesus Christ, the resurrection, the one that is resurrected today, that is alive and living within us right now, giving us the power to walk through this life and to do the things that he needs and that he has for us to do, whenever we believe and we truly trust in that, we then step into our rest. What is our rest? Our rest is salvation. Our rest is the fact that God alone has saved us. There's absolutely positively nothing that I do to receive salvation other than believing in Jesus Christ. It's that rest that we receive because we know that we are a child of God. And at rest that we receive, knowing that we are a child of God, allows the Holy Spirit to work and to live in our lives so that we can then do the things that we have been called to do. And we have been called to do what? To be the hands and feet and to be the light of this world. We are called to love one another. We are called to love the lost and to direct them to Jesus Christ and to Him alone. We are able to do that through the power of Jesus Christ living in us. It's simple. But we make it too hard. Why do we make it too hard? Because we hear those passages of Scripture and we hear the preachers tell us that if you're saved, then you're going to do this. If you're saved, you're going to be this. If you're saved, you're going to live this lifestyle. And we look at that and we say, okay, in other words, whenever I'm saved and I have the Holy Spirit living within me, then I have to read Scripture. No, whenever I'm saved and I have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living in me, I get to read Scripture so that I know more about Him. I don't read scripture so that I can get saved. I read scripture so I can know Him better. I don't love my fellow friends so that I can get bonus points and I can have more crowns or more, more jewels in my crown whenever I get to heaven. I do it because I love God and because of what He has done and what He has given to me. That's why I do it. I can never earn salvation, but we try to earn God's favor. We become a religion or a person of works. The scripture there at the end, it says that we will enter into the rest as God did whenever he created the the world. We know that God created the world. It took six days for God to create everything And God created everything at that point in time, and He is sustaining everything. From that moment until the moment of time ends, He is continually sustaining all the stuff that He created. But the thing about it is, is on that seventh day, He took rest. And why did He rest? Because He was done. It was finished. Do we understand the finality God did not have to create another single thing from that day forward. Whenever you're done with your work, what do you do? You punch the clock at 5 o'clock and you're like, whew, I'm done, right? I get to go home, relax in the chair, kick back, ask my lovely wife for a glass of milk, You know whatever you do. But you're done. God says it's finished. He has invited us into that rest. He says, when you receive me as your Lord and Savior, it's done. It's done. Just accept it. Receive it. And in the midst of receiving it, This is whenever the joy comes. Whenever you find something that you like to do, do you do it once every two or three months? Or do you do it every day? I love my wife. I want to see her every single day. We sit out on the patio, and we sip on coffee, and we talk about the day. And I ask her, how was your day yesterday or, or that night? I ask her, how was her day, especially whenever she gets to go and babysit Talmadge? How did that go? How did you do? You know, we're all into this. You know, we want to get to know him. That's how we should be with Christ. If we truly believe in Jesus Christ, the one that resurrected from the grave, is living within us, we want to be with him every single day and we want to learn everything that we can about him. We want to talk to him all the time. We want to study his words so that we know who he is and we know the intricate details of his life. You remember in Matthew chapter 5, uh, you know, beginning with verse, with chapter 5 and going through the end of chapter 7, he gave us the, uh, you know, the, the, the sermon on the mountain, and then he stopped at chapter 7, at the end of chapter 7, and at the beginning of chapter 8, it said that he got up and he left that mountain, and the very first thing that he did was he healed a lame man. He talked about what he was about what this life is supposed to be like as Christians and then he went out and he lived it. He gave us the blueprint as far as what we're supposed to do. We don't do it for salvation, we do it because we love him. It's simple. truly simple for us to be able to live this life and to be the person that God has called us to be we believe in Jesus Christ the son of God the one that lived on this earth for 33 years the one that was crucified on the cross was buried and on the third day rose again And is still alive today. We believe in Him wholeheartedly. And by believing in Him, we do the things that we do to get to know Him better. Every single day. Let me take you to this. Resurrection freedom. Now, this Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Faith in the present risenness of Jesus carries with it life changing implications for the gritty routines of our daily lives. The struggles of our daily lives. The heartaches of our daily lives. The pain of our daily lives. Those are taken and handled. Through the Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ living in us. So, this morning, as Robbie comes, can't make it any simpler. You either believe in Jesus Christ, the one that rose from the grave and that it is alive now, or you don't. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you know, the one that rose from the grave and he lives within you, he gives you power to handle the worries, to handle the struggles of this world. He alone He alone gives us that. Let's everyone stand. So we answer that question. Do you believe in the risen savior, the risen Jesus Christ? you've never received him and accepted him as your lord and savior this morning is the time if you receive jesus christ as your lord and savior and there's still struggles that's in your life i take you to the passage of scripture after his resurrection it says that first day the first day of the week jesus showed up in the midst of his disciples remember behind the closed doors and he says peace be with you and then he breathed on them and then he said receive the Holy Spirit receive the Holy Spirit this morning allow Jesus Christ to live and to reign in your life as Lord master of all allow the Holy Spirit to guide and to direct your steps every head bowed and every eye closed as we're led through this song sing it if you know it Right. someone that's here that needs to receive the Holy Spirit in their life. The altar is open. I know God is here and He is waiting and willing. He is ready for you. We
1: have hope that His promises are true in His strength. There is nothing we in store. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave, the same power that commands the dead to wake, lives in us, lives in us. same power that can calm a raging sea lives in us He lives in us He lives in us He lives in us us. Greater is He that is living in me He's conquered our enemies No power of darkness, no Bells. We stand here in to wait lives in us he lives in us the same power that moves mountains when he speaks the same power that can calm a raging sea lives in us he lives in us he lives in us
0: Struggle that's in your life. And you need prayer for that. If you or if that's you, if you could raise your hand. I see those hands. I see those. Yes, I see those hands. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for the words that you have given to us. You know, God, I thank you for the hands that have went up across this congregation. God, I pray, dear Lord, for each one of them, dear Lord, that you would meet them and God, that you would help them with their struggles and God, that your spirit will commune with their spirit and God, that you would allow them to live within your power and your strength and your understanding and your wisdom. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would be with them throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen. As we prepare for dismissal, I just want to bring